0: See you.
1: Welcome along to NUFC Matters It is Wednesday night Which means it's the retro show night And uh, as always we'll leave it up to the fans In the chat Uh, Or if you're sly And manage to get an inbox to us Quickly before anybody else Uh, We leave it to the fans to get uh, the the name of the team that they want to select this week It's Newcastle versus Ipswich Town Uh, Another uh, one where I'm sure the lads will have probably struggled to find some classics But uh, they look at some games that they've either been to or memorable games between the two teams Um, I find some celebrities who support Ipswich and the lads have got to guess who they are And we also find some players who've played for both teams But recollections are plenty uh, Will be coming tonight First of all I want to say happy birthday To someone who's been a regular contributor To the show And that's Dodo Bird Who is 66 today Happy birthday Dodo Bird He has been the source Of some absolutely fantastic stories Throughout the last 12 months For us The best one being The story of the, the Trip to Grey's Nightclub where uh, he ended up absolutely mortal with Gibbo and uh, ended up losing his trousers. So that's a great story uh, from Dodo Bird. There's been many. There's been many others, and there's also been a, um, obviously a, a lovely gift of a diary that he sent us, which he he was involved to make the official club uh, diary, the '83 '84 book, uh, which he posted a copy to me. He posted a copy over to uh, to Liam and to John Gibson and Malcolm as well. So thanks very much for that, mate. I hope you're having a cracking day. As best you can under these circumstances. So happy birthday, Dodo yep. Bird, uh,
2: top top man. And Steve, you've got a birthday as well. Yeah, it's me, it's me nephew Cosmo's twelfth uh, birthday today. So happy birthday, Cosmo. Hope you had a good one. Poor kids, second second birthday during lockdown. You know, it's, uh, it's it's amazing how things move on, isn't it? But uh, I'm sure he's had a good a good birthday, and we'll be popping over with a card uh, in the next week. In the next you know. <laughs>
1: good, good stuff. Good stuff. And is it? Is it Stu Penman's birthday tomorrow, Mitch, did you say?
3: It's tomorrow. Aye. That's why he's here in Dubai. Wow.
1: How old are you, Stu? 30. (laughs) What? Is there, a, is there a problem with the line? <laughs>
0: Wait, I thought you said, how
2: many pints have you had? <laughs> it's, also, it's also Jed's birthday, Northern Has Rock. It's his birthday tomorrow as well. So, mid, I can't believe your share oh, no, birthday. Uh, uh, you share know, You yeah Commiserations to both of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll
0: be 47 tomorrow. Very good,
1: mate. Well, I hope you have a good uh, a good week because I think you're there for a week, aren't you? No, unless yeah. it, un, unless tonight, it'll probably feel like a week by the time you two finish on the bloody. Jager I've only a week in
0: the hospital
1: when I get back anyway, so all right. <laughs> I bet you have. I bet you have. Okay, well, it's birthdays all round. Happy birthday, to everybody! And uh, let's crack on with the show. So, George, we'll come to you first with your first
4: recollection of Newcastle versus Ipswich. Right, thank you, Steve. Um, Steve, I'm, I hope you forgive us. I'm going to start with a Harry story. That's my father, Neil's grandfather. And it's about his oh, pitch. Um, journey's RAF uh, service, wherever he was posted, he always used to go to whatever football matches he could. I mean, it, when he was in South Wales, for example, if he got a 48-hour pass, he couldn't get home in 48 hours. So he just used to find a place to watch football and then go back to the base, and he did the way around. Well, he got he got seconded to Bury St Edmunds, which was a United States Air Force base. They had taken over some uh, mosquitoes, which were going to be used as a special raid. Um, you know the mosquitoes that attacked the the uh, nuclear plant in Norway. Six Three Three Squadron was the film, and I think that's what they call them. Well, my father worked on those mosquitoes with the Americans. He wasn't best keen because he wasn't a fan of the Americans. But when he got there, he quite liked it because they're far more relaxed than, than our, REF, our R.E.F. are. And they're not all polishing shoes and buttons all the time. And he found if he talked to the American that was in charge of his squad, he could get a, he could get a weekend off to go and see a match and so on. Well, Bury St Edmunds, if you go 50 miles north here at Norwich go 50 miles southeast, you yeah, in Ipswich. So he always had a good pick for games. So this weekend he decided he'd go and see Ipswich. And he knew a place on the A11, well, it's the M11 now, but the A11 was the main road. And uh, he knew where the lorries all stopped uh, fr- from past experience. So he went along and he, he, he found a wagon that was going the direction that he wanted to. It was a hair wagon. It was it was covered with hair bales, and the guy didn't have room for him in the cab. So he said, "Well, you can get amongst the hair bales if you want to, but for God's sake, keep yourself hidden, because otherwise I'll lose my job." You see, and he just about to get in when this other bloke turned up and he wanted to go in the same direction. So they both scrambled amongst the hair bales and off they went towards Ipswich. And sure after uh, an hour or so, just over an hour or so. Um, the wagon stopped, and, and my father got out and made his way towards Ipswich, uh, looking for a local bus sort of thing. He couldn't; he didn't get any response from the other bloke, so they just assumed he'd got off somewhere else, or he had stayed on, to go somewhere else. Anyway, he went to a match, and he got back to the base. And on the Monday morning, when he was reading the local paper, there was a story on the front page about a farmer unloading his uh, hay bales. And I found a headless body in amongst the hay bales <laughs> 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 i wonder where and you were I going <laughs> with this <it. laughs> what had what had happened is apparently the guy the other guy had stuck his head above the, the hair uh, just as they were going under a low bridge and, and lost his head um and and it was on the front of the paper because my father denied Denied all knowledge of anything to do with it He didn't want to know anything about it But he was quite sure that that's what had happened That this bloke lost his head Because he, he stuck his head above the bales <laughs> on that wagon So there's there's a different kind of Ipswich story for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: br- Brilliant <laughs> Right up Meister You probably get us into bother with people watching the channel Saying I'm encouraging to, to, Topping people with uh, knocking their heads off And sticking them in the hillbills right. Stick your head above the parapet, <laughs> that's what happens. Aye, okay, good, good start, yeah. Jojo. Something a bit different.
5: Um, the real,
4: the real, the real football story was a <coughs> 20th of December '69. Uh, 4 0 win in Newcastle United, and I picked it because it was a one I was at and it was a particularly good game. Uh, they played very well against the Ipswich side, which was was quite a good side, but just uh, couldn't live with on that day. Uh, four nil. Uh, Pop Robson scored two goals. Uh, young Dyson scored a goal, and David Ford uh scored the fourth one. Uh, but the team was interested as well. McFall, Craig Clark, Tommy Gibb, Burton Monker, Dyson Robson, uh, Davis, Aaron Toft, and and Ford. And uh, they just simply played Ips- Ipswich off the park with a, a brand of football which uh, um, we like to see it St. James's Park. Um, Ipswich uh, had stars in their own, uh, without Mills and at uh, uh, the back, um, it probably would have been a lot more than four. Uh, and they had a, um, one of the Dutch uh, uh, players that Bobby Robson brought in for them, uh, Villeneuve, Colin Villeneuren, and uh, he was quite good. And of course, the other uh, bit that was intriguing for me was that playing uh, in midfield for them that day was Charlie Woods, our, our old uh, player, old uh, forward. And Charlie was somebody I liked as a, as a, as a young man And when he came in, into uh, Newcastle United. I was just on my way out, but I got to know Charlie reasonably well when he was younger and uh, he never forgot if I saw Charlie anyway. He always had a word and, and, and asked how it was and all the rest of it. So it was good to see Charlie playing in that team against N U F C, but it was a particularly good performance by uh, a Newcastle side. The sad thing is there was only nineteen and a half thousand people there to see it, um, which which was a bit uh, a bit disappointing. Uh, but Bob Robson was uh, almost unplayable. Uh, but thanks to Win Davis. Win davis just kept knocking them down and pop-ups and just kept popping them in. And uh it was that sort of game. So that's that's my first recollection of football anyway.
1: You no know, great stuff. Uh George started off uh, getting headless and uh, Stu and Mitchell finish off getting <laughs> legless. Uh over to Steve Wilkinson.
5: Right. Well I've um I've, I've been beaten Ipswich twice. Um it's, it, I think we talked the other week when we played Norwich that it's not an easy place to get to. when Ipswich is probably harder to get to than, uh, than Norwich is. So, uh, both times that I've been to Ipswich were way back in the early seventies and both coming from, uh, by train from different directions on this particular occasion, which is, uh, August 75, it was, it was the first game of the season. And, uh, I, I was actually down in London for a, for a party. And, uh, with some friends I had down there, and, and they were Newcastle fans, so I, I went up to the match on my own. So I, I got up, got the train from Liverpool Street Station, it's only about an hour, uh, got to the ground. Now, that game was actually Gordon Lee's first match um, as, as Newcastle manager, and I suppose at that time, Suter Mac was, was still his mate. You know, we, we've heard <laughs> Malcolm telling many stories about how, uh, how Him and got, got on with Gordon Lee as time went on, but in that game, um Malcolm scored two in in that game, and uh, Tommy Craig got the other one. And uh, it w- it was a, a you know not a not an easy game to to start the season with a three 0 away at a game at Ipswich. Bobby Robson was the manager at the time. Uh, they finished third the season before in the league, pretty close to winning it because there was only a couple of points points in it. Um, the team you go through the Ipswich team and, and there's there's names you, you you'll remember from that time. Uh, Laurie Sivill in goal, George Burley, Mick Mills, Brian Talbot, John Walk, uh, well-known player Kevin Beatty, Brian Hamilton, Colin Viljean, Dave Johnson, Trevor Wymer, Mick Lambert. You know, household names at that time in that team. Our team that day uh, was, was starting to see a bit of Gordon Lee influence. he brought a couple of his players in. and goal, Mick Mahoney, Irvin Natris, Alan Kennedy, Jeff Nulty, who was going to be uh, Gordon Lee's star man as, t- as time went on, as you might recall. Pat Howard, Terry Hibbert, Vicky Burns, Alex Bruce, no relation. Uh, not that Alex Bruce. Um, Soutermach, Alan Gowlin, who, who uh, had been brought in, and uh, Tommy Craig on, on the left side. So it was a it was a good win um, to start the season. And uh, it was only a, a week before that game that we we're, we're talked about last week when uh, Soutermach scored the great goal. Um, so we got off to a great start that season, memorable thing about that match for me is I, say, I, st- I started in London and, and headed back to Liverpool Street Station I took me time and, and I guess there was others that had done the same journey but I, I, you know, getting, getting away from the ground there was no rush to get back um, so it, it was probably getting on to a 7 when I got back to Liverpool Street Station and it, it was one of the first times that I realised what it was like supporting Castle because it was a pretty deserted station and, and on the other platform all I could hear was people singing, "Away are the lads you know and thinking, Here I am in London, nowhere near Newcastle and, and there's a handful of people in this station who might probably had been the match, but it, it just echoed out in a in a station, nothing to do with where Newcastle were playing that day. And you're hearing you're hearing people chanting How are the lads. So um that was a good start that season. Um and uh, you know, I think as as time went on, Gordon Lee took over and, and uh while you know we, we had a, a reasonable finish um, you know we, we know what happened with as he started to get rid of players like Terry Hibbert so uh, that was my first game back in 1975
1: great stuff Steve cheers mate and uh, over to Stu and Mitch um not sure who's going first here lads but uh, I'll leave it to you
0: I'll go first because it's youth before beauty apparently I was informed <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to, with the tip of hat, to the, the great MP, Mr. Ian Merton, tell a dad joke first. Because for those, I'm glad we're the retro show because we're all of a certain age where international travel wasn't fashionable, you know, and all the holidays were taken within the UK. Um, I must have been roughly about eight years old and we had a family holiday in Hemsby, holiday, And my older brother had won a competition to have a goalkeeping session with Paul Cooper, who was the Ipswich, Ipswich goalkeeper at the time. Now, this is when players would interact with fans, etc. So, anyway, uh, my dad's a big Hearts fan, I was a Newcastle fan at the time. My brother supported Liverpool, now he supports Hearts, maybe Newcastle, and a bit of a mixture. So he's he's went on this course. here, uh, we had to sit in the car and drive him to this course. And he's, he's had to sit outside and wait for him. But when he's finished, he's come back out. Now, if I was maybe eight, he would have been twelve. So he's out, it's at out the same probably the same age as uh, Steve's uh, nephew now, who's just having his birthday. Young Cosmo. So he's he's probably at this uh, the same age where you know you get a bit cheek. And his big brothers come back out, and he's got his goalkeeper gloves on. And I think we're all old enough to remember when goalkeeper was just wore green, like the green shirt and wearing gloves wasn't normally common. But he had these with the with the print sticks on. And his his uh, big brothers come out. My dad sat in the car and said to him, uh, "So, did you learn anything?" You went, "Yes, uh, I did. I learned Paul Cooper has the longest throw." In the, in the league And he says Well how's that He says Well apparently He can throw the ball All the way to Brazil <laughs> Which was Alan Brazil Who played for Ipswich At the time <laughs> uh, I just it's... thought I'd give you A Ian Murder joke and...
1: <laughs> Oh I my god Was that happen. really Was that really worth Five minutes of the programme
0: <laughs> <laughs> No but because I didn't The
4: final <laughs> So, as nobody told you, it's even worse when you have to explain it.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> I, not,
4: uh, I may stop putting my black <laughs> coat on
1: and start seeing. See, can you start seeing your drinks off, lads? I
0: will sing them off, do worry about that. The first game I was going to talk about was the promotion season with Chris Hutton, 2010. This is the year I left Tenerife and I drove back from tenerife to newcastle now you think how can that be done but this was done via a ferry from tenerife north to cadiz in spain that should be a two-day two-day drive and it took me my friend robbie 12 days to get back via our friends in portugal where we can to stay for a bit and then our friends in madrid and then We stayed in Bordeaux, because apparently the wine was nice. And then we drove all the way up to Calais, where our new friends at Calais Customs decided to keep us there for an extra night. And eventually we got back to Newcastle, where Newcastle beat Blackpool 4-1. I I then went to the Lake District to work. And then two weeks later, Newcastle were playing Ipswich and I had two tickets, courtesy of a friend. And Mm. everyone I knew had tickets. So my mother went with me, and my mother's only been to four, or five Newcastle games in her life, and they've never lost when she's been. So we need to get a season ticket for next year when it's open again. So we're sitting there. This is the game. It was it was two two. Yeah, uh, we won the league. The trophy was presented us afterwards. But what I always remember from this game is, um, I'm one of these really shy and polite people and. I've never, ever swore in front of my mother, and that's a fact. I've never swore in front of my mother. So we're at the match, and, you know, there's industrial language going on. And my mother's was swivelling. Uh, excuse me, can, Scottish as well. Can you keep your language down? Can you or oh, my mother, they're at the match. <laughs> Those kids swear at the ones. And uh, so all this was going on. She was reprimanding everyone in our section in the Gallagher about the language until some guy then uh, said he was... Well, he, he actually swore at my mother, but a bit personally, so I had to have a go at him, saying that's my mother doing. Speaking like that, he then decided, my mother then decided to have a go at me for threatening this guy for having to go at <laughs> her. And I thought, I can't even <laughs> You know, I can't win with this. So it, it finished uh, two each. I, I think I wrote the scores down, probably I didn't. But if you remember that season when we got promoted, the, it started off really troublesome because we'd been relegated and we'd just been twonked 6-1 of late Orient, was it, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Luke Edwardstein would just been twonked 6-1 of them. And apparently, that's it. We're, we're going down again. We're dropping down again. And Chris Hewton, to his credit, galvanised that dressing room, picked out the leaders, empowered them. You know, there was the Newlands, the Bartons, the Smiths. And it, we actually romped that league at the end of it you know we had to fight but it's the same as every game you know you, you have to earn the right to win the game and then you can show your class and we did that and and it was we finished twos each I know Andy Carroll scored and Sean scored a penalty on and we thought well that's it uh, the Mack not one and we thought well we won again but we ended up drawing twos each but it didn't matter it was a bit of a carnival apart from I mean what well, I wanted to kick off with people for swearing at a match thing but uh, the the rest of it was all it was all brilliant, and they, they got the trophy, and and off we went. So I just thought I'd mention that game because it was the when well, we mentioned Ipswich last week, it was the first game I thought of uh, when yeah. I was there with my mother. Brilliant, great but, story
1: as
3: always, uh, Stu. Mitch. But same season, but the the leg like, not the same mother, not the same mother, obviously okay. not. <laughs> um, same season down down at Ipswich because obviously the big connection everybody wants to talk about with the United and Ipswich is Sir Bobby Robson. Yeah. And so for the, the game in September 2009, um, they renamed their North Stand the Sir Bobby Robson Stand. They already had the statue in place, but that game was for the opening of the stand and the naming of the stand. Um, we went down, people have heard me talk about the, uh, 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 Prior to the days of Twitter and other social media, there were football forums, and I was active on a one called Skunkers, which had a little bit of a reputation, shall we say. Um, and one of the lads that was behind Skunkers actually lived just outside of Hipswich. Um And so a few of us decided to go down, and we stayed with him, and we went for the opening of that stand. Um, on the way down, Les, uh, Les Mowbray, one of the best lads he could ever meet, decided he was going to be the, the driver that day. And he broke a record that evening, he hit every cat's eye between Newcastle and Peterborough without fail. It was it was fantastic. It was My back Hard has never do. been the same again. Um, and the only reason he didn't hit all the ones there was because of road works at Peterborough. Um, <laughs> but we got, we, we got got there, had a really good night there, um, and then the next day the opened in the stand. Um, people use the phrase football family these days, and it gets a bit overused, but that's one of those moments where... Doesn't matter what colour you are wearing on your shirt, it was about to surviv. But then that game, that evening, it was I think it was an evening kickoff and it was half past five. Um, and we destroyed them. Absolutely destroyed them, 4 0 by the end. Uh, Nolan Hatrick and Ryan Taylor, if I remember right, Carol and Ranger up front and I think they were pretty much unplayable as a duo. And that was why Nolan profited from their, their work. Um and then the cap it all off Roy Keaton was that manager and we all do yeah. love a song about K nine Um anyway, and so <laughs> uh that that's the first game. Fantastic weekend, we're good mates, um, and good crack and, and good laugh and a great result, and one of everybody's football heroes on it, and you can't get better than that really. Roy Keane. No, you can't
1: yeah, Roy Keane was the
3: manager, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I was I was our manager
1: He was, yeah I believe he,
3: he had a bit of a meltdown When we went 3-0 He had a bit of a meltdown as well On the touchline
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, he did Yeah, it was good times Good times I've got to read Mark's story Before I come to Steve Great stories. a story of my dad's uh, Of Ips- of Ipswich in the 70s When there was bother after the match And he got chased in his platform shoes And he hid in the cinema He ended up watching The good, the bad And the ugly three times <laughs> 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 Brilliant. Funny enough, just funny one enough one that that funny enough that film title reminds us of the bottom row tonight, Steve the Good.
3: Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go over to you, over to you, Steve. <laughs> All right, lads, uh, Steve Wilkerson. You just reminded us about Alex Bruce. I think his career really stalled at Newcastle because he was cup tied, if I remember rightly, in yeah. 1974, was he? So yeah. we signed him and he was cup tied. I think we got him in the we got him in the January of, of seventy four, but he'd already played in the third round, and so whenever I really saw him, um, it, in, and he just played the odd league game. But because we had the cup run, I think Harvey was was very much trying to keep the the team together. So when it came to the following season, he, he he you know that things were going astray and awry, and, and new managers coming in. But that it's a name that I'd forgotten about, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I just just threw that in for you. Ginger, you know, did you hear? when not Did you hear? That's right. Yeah, I got him from Preston. I think. I think yeah I think Bobby Charlton was a manager of Preston at the time. Yeah. Anyway, um the the first game I was going to talk about um fairly up to date fairly recent, well, recent as in 5 year ago was the uh the, the home game October 2016 when uh, when we beat church 3-0. Um couple of interesting things about this game. Um first of all it was that that particular move uh where we we scored in the first minute where I think we had 20 or 30 passes. And Perez put way, put up well front, uh, one 0 Lovely goal. Um, you know that was when Shelby could actually hit a hit a ball with speed uh, across the pitch, uh, diagonally into the corners, whatever. And he, and he he had one of those games. Um, but what was what was interesting about well, a couple of things interesting about that game. One, from the from scoring the first minute, we then had to go to the 73rd, and it looked like we were going to throw it away. Um, and eventually Perez scored on the 73rd, and then Richie scored 78. But well, that was the first game where we got permission to actually officially be inside St. James's Park um, for the We Are the Geordies film, where we could actually take our own film crew in. So Zara had spent a bit of time, I'd spent a bit of time, um, and we managed to, to convince the club that, you know, what we were trying to do was was a worthwhile cause, and it was going to be done professionally, and we wanted to do it properly, um, which I think anyone who's seen the film knows that it worked out quite well. But... This kind of sums up your castle in a way. And it's not meant as a criticism as such, but the way that the messages can be deflected. The, the 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 press, the head of the press at the time who would be in liaison with said, you know what, no problem, access all areas, it's not a problem. Uh, bring the crew, everything will be fine. So Zara piped up with with, with uh with JMs director and they had the cameras and they had a cameraman and sound, etc. Um, the three of them were doing a bit They were told they could sit on the side of the pitch Everything was fine They could, they could move around um, and they got in there and, and like I say, the press the press secretary was fine about it. And then she introduced them to the security who went, whoa, 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 no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Who are you? Um, and then there was a conversation about the passes that you were wearing round your neck. There was where you could go with those passes, how there were the wrong passes. And it became a, <laughs> a kind of bureaucratic nightmare with like an hour before kickoff. Um, and eventually it got sorted out. So, and I was sitting with George, a match at the time, and and we saw Zara and and, and James and the cameraman, um, and they were wanting to they were wanting to film the particular uh, group of lads in the corner, um, scudding the rest of them for that particular feature that they were doing in that game, and of course with the with the score first minute, you know, it was like ah, this is brilliant. So at half time, with <laughs> George and I are sitting there, and we could see Zara and James in the corner, and. Uh, and that and everybody they, they were told they could that once you were sitting down, that was it, you were stuck. But at half-time you could move. You know, there's all these sort of strange rules and regulations that are that are in place about photography and how you can move and where you can go. But they were still sitting they were still there when it came to kickoff or just before kickoff, and I'm thinking, they're staying at the same end with the what and then all of a sudden you just see Zara and James with all the kit and the cameraman. Pelting it up, the <laughs> to to the went for the second oh, Panic and get having to get all set up again. I thinking, what the hell's going on? But uh, you look at the team. I mean, Dallo and Gould, Yedlin, Lascelles, and, and Clark in the middle. Dummett on the on the left. The midfield was was Richie and and Goufran, the two white men. And you had uh, you had Colback and Shelby playing central midfield. Perez probably you know oh, in because we've seen him play it so well. Uh, sitting just behind Gale up front, uh, and it was a it was a it was a great performance in the end. Scoring after one minute got everybody up for the game, but like I said earlier, having to wait for the seventy third minute when, if I remember right, the Ipswich had some really really good chances that they just didn't put away. I think they hit the bar there uh, once. There was a couple of shots went wide, couple of saves by Darlow, so. It, it kind of you know in in that start of the season when you when you're really wanting to to get off to a good start and you you're thinking after one minute this is this is going to be it and it, I don't know about you guys but it always gets jittery we always say score too early and it can it can come back and bite you on the backside and I think during that game that that's really where we thought we're heading um, but uh, that was that was my first my first recollection actually before we go any further I think I think it flashed up before but. One of, the, one of the problems with this Ipswich thing was We never played them until 1964 yeah. so it, became, it became a massive, massive problem And thanks whoever chose Ipswich Because there hasn't oh. been that many really exciting Well, I've, I've got some bad news I've got some
1: bad oh, news, God. Nick.
3: God. Yeah, Well, God. I
1: have because although Tom tried to get in early on the chat um, A good pal of mine, Nick uh, and you'll remember Nick, Steve, because he donated that wonderful flight across Newcastle yes, um, uh, for, the, for the food bank, which um, which was which was won uh, a couple of weeks back. Well, he's going to um, you know launch his website very soon, so we'll be giving him a bit of publicity. That's his uh, that's his um, company there, NM yep. Aviation. Uh, well, he did inbox us earlier on and ask if we could do Luton Town uh, oh, next yeah. week. So. <laughs> So uh, there we go. That's next week's right. challenge, lads. Luton Town. We're um, oh, not talking
0: about any Luton supporters oh, anywhere. No, That's all right. A friend I'm, of mine. He need, he's I he was actually a friend of mine, but he was <laughs> until about. <30 laughs> seconds <ago. All> right. <laughs> you're going to need a full. You're going to need a
1: full week to research on that, lads. I think we're all on. Oh, right. no, seven, I know why three. he's
0: picked. I know why he's picked Luton because he, it was his dad's first game, and ah, it was right. the first game his dad took to him, and it was the first game he took his boys. Yeah, to, to that game to against Luton. It was all against Luton, so he's just inflicted that misery on us. So it's not, not his love of Luton Airport, then, is it not? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> There was a song
1: about that um, old, ones, yeah. old ones will appreciate it uh, Google okay. it uh, youngins. It's on YouTube I think. Uh, Spider VPN Big shout out to them Our main sponsors For the last three months uh, Great to have them on board again And uh, they're looking forward To getting involved with us With events as well Which is great Joni like Riffs that. Premium guitar lessons For beginners and children <laughs> Guitar repairs and service And recording studio uh, get them on the website geordyriffs.co.uk, Instagram at jordyriffs Facebook at Jordy Riffs official. Also a big shout out to uh, John at qtechshop.co.uk The makers of pool tables and snooker tables in the north east and also to John from Jab Signature who uh, makes all of our promotional oh, material and flyers First time visitor to the channel please subscribe hit the little Newcastle Legends um, emblem down in the bottom right hand corner and that's it uh, click subscribe and you're in Hit like, uh, that's the thumb up, and click the share button to share it on your social media and join the chat. Uh, always plenty crack in the chat It was hilarious last night uh, We had a really good laugh And uh, always uh, a regular crowd in there And if you're interested in my t-shirts uh, Get yourself to nufcmatters.com Plenty of those available um, Get yourself onto the website And uh, you can buy them There are going to be limited t-shirts Available with uh, that current design on um, That They're running them down out of stock Got some really good ones up there But get yourself on John from Tech has organised all of that, and don't forget he has organised The special cult t-shirt which he put on sale Last night, um, due to the uh, Criticism we've had from various other parties Calling us a cult, we thought we'd Hold our hands up and say yeah, we are So a uh, big shout out to John For knocking them up, okay Back to George again
4: for your Second game George The well, second game's the League Cup game In uh, 2001 And it's one of those games where You just wonder um, Why not more was four ones the final score, which is a decent score, but we were four nil at half time, and with a team with uh, uh, Shearer, Robert, Speed, Lee, um, Amiobi, Solano, uh, etc., and it, you wonder why it didn't become eight or nine or ten, and it could have been because everything they did after after half time, I think was. The matches where I've never seen that the ball hit the woodwork so many times. Uh or the goalkeeper suddenly make lots of saves where in the first half he, he couldn't the ball was hot, he couldn't keep hold of it. And uh so we ended up four one with uh Robert and Robin Shearer scoring the goals between them. Um Darren Bent scored their goal. Um and it was a it was quite a good goal. Thirty two and a half thousand at the game. Um but as I say, that that's a match which stuck in my memory. Uh, not because of the final score. Well, yes, because of the final score, but but why only four-one? It should have been it should have been six, seven, eight, or nine, one. even more. Uh, we just couldn't put the ball in the net the second half. Uh, and as I say, I think in all the games I've seen, I think that one sticks out as the one where I've never seen them hit the woodwork so many times in one half of forty-five minutes of football. So that's the second uh, Uh, Game for me Um, Fairly short one But an important one As far as I'm concerned Yeah
1: good So big shout out To the Ipswich fans Mr Ipswich Town And Tom Smith Both uh, Ipswich fans Tuned in tonight Thanks for subscribing mate Much appreciated Hope you enjoy uh, some of the content we've got on here, and um, yeah, big shout out everybody in the chat as well. Lots of um, memories uh, coming in, and um, Sam the man, um, he's touching on one. I'm not sure whether Steve or the lads will um, will, will, be, will be touching on it. I remember that game, mate. I, that's the that's the one game that springs to mind about me with Ipswich. I was there. George Burley scored an own goal after thirty yeah, seconds. Yeah. Um, lob, lobbed it over the top of his own keeper. Um, and Newcastle went on to win 3-0 I think that day if I remember rightly I haven't researched it but yeah it was a great It was a great day that.
5: Anyway on to Steve Wilkinson Right well I'm going to talk about A game that I, that I wasn't at but I wish I had uh, it, it was going back In 1968 and uh, I wasn't a lot older Than, than Steve's uh, Nephew Cosmo so going to games Away at that time was, wasn't Something I did um, and probably Was very difficult to do that But um, it's, it's actually a, a result that has created a bit of history because I've been through every fixture, just scanning through the fixture since, and I don't think we've ever achieved this feat since then. Jo- George might be able to tell us that it happened in his time before that, but we actually played two successive away games within a week and scored four on both occasions. Um, and it, it goes back to uh, October uh, 1968. And on the, on the Tuesday of that week, we, we played uh, Nottingham Forest away. And uh, one one four two, and I think from what I remember, you know, reading the papers and, and whatever news you could get in those days, it was a bit sparse. We actually stayed down in in the south. We didn't uh, we didn't travel back and uh, went on to play Ipswich on the Saturday, and and beat Ipswich four one. And it's the, it's the only time we've scored four in successive games away in that time. But other things that were significant about that that game, uh, or there was two games in fact, it was. When we're talking about at the moment about bringing young players in, uh, Elliot Anderson being a prime example, two players played in, in those two games and scored in both games. Keith Dyson and Alan Foggan, who were uh, were playing, and in, 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 uh, both of them eighteen years old. We come through the you know we'd, we've got them in from the, the, the junior sides. Uh, Keith Dyson it was his his fourth game for him and his second goal because he he scored in the the Forest game and the Ipswich game. And Alan Foggin uh was was actually he'd only played two games. He'd played uh, a game at the end of the previous season, but he'd only that was only his second game. And uh Alan Foggin obviously went on to, to score in the in the first cup final, uh which was it was later that year. And uh, Keith Dyson had been uh you know, again was, was was developing but he didn't didn't quite make it. And I think we're we ultimately sold him to Blackpool as part of the deal that brought Tony Green in. You know how valuable a, a transfer that was. But uh, Keith Dyson did score some, some important goals. And, and when we ever do a European one, I think the, one of the games I will remember is the Andelek game in, in 1970. Um, but uh, that particular time, um, the team that day against Ipswich was uh, you know familiar names that many of them played in the Fairs Cup. Uh, Willie McFarlane goal, Craig and Clark at the fullback, Tommy Gibb, John McNamee, Ollie Burton. Keith Dyson, Pop Robson, Win Davies, Bob Monk playing more in an advanced role, which is how he he got into playing and, and scoring in the in the FA Cup final and Alan Foggan on on the left side. Um, interesting manager for Ipswich that time, Bill McGarry. Ultimately, came on and messed us up in the uh, in the in the late seventies, early eighties. So um, so that was a game that I, I wish I had been, but I say it, it, it was uh, it was great to win four one away after a four two away earlier in the week. That was my second story
1: Good stuff Steve Good research as always mate Over to the two runnies um,
0: Mitch yeah. and Stu Well I was going to talk about a game, But Steve has talking about it So there's no point anymore <laughs> well, <really>. right. <laughs> 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 No but he's only really upset Because this is a game that involves uh, Mitch It was the Last promotion season, the first one was promotion with um Pursuit, and this is a promotion with Rafa, and it was the 3-0 game. Now, I was meant to meet uh, Dr. Neil, who was in charge of his own dental practice right, for this game. Now, at the time, it's three-hour time difference. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was. Three-hour time difference. Don't worry about that. I'll meet you in the bar. So, obviously, you don't go at the bar for, let's say it's a three o'clock kickoff. You don't go in the bar for three o'clock, you have to get there early and get yourself fueled up for what's coming. And it was the, It was. well, anyway, Dr. Neil couldn't get out on time. And he got in after about five minutes. He says, what's the score? And I says, it's 1-0. Who scored? I says, Perez. And he says, uh, was it a good goal? I went, it's probably the best Newcastle team goal you'll ever see in your life. And because his dad's on the top row, I can't really give you his full reply. <laughs> but he disputed my words. And I said, no, seriously, you have to wait till half time till we show again. Now, bear in mind, we're in the championship at the time, so we're not getting a B in sports to show every Premier League game. So it was very rare Newcastle were like sure live. Comes to half time, and again, with respect with George being on the top. Row, uh, Neil's reply was, My goodness gracious, Stuart, you were so right about that fantastic move <laughs> that involved every single Newcastle player and they scored the goal without an Ipswich uh, player straight from the kickoff. And I said, Well, I didn't tell you, mate, but just gonna say, imagine that had been like Liverpool last season or Man City this season or Brazil 70, you'd just be washed with it and it was an amazing thing that happened and i, I think it's a, a massive understatement or it's underplayed or under talked about the, the fact that every single player touched the ball before the opposition player touched the ball and scored and scored twice we were and we won 3-0 and again we gained promotion we know what the last day of this season and all the drama that happened on that day but. For that game, I'll always remember that Mitch wasn't able to get there when he reached to be. <laughs> he to be there. You missed it by about four minutes. And it was a. It was just one of those goals where you start thinking, right, 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 right. He's touched it, and I think the commentator it took them about 15 minutes to say that every player touched the ball. And at this stage, uh, Mitch started believing this, but he still, even when the commentator said, because obviously I speak to the commentators on a regular basis. He had to wait to half take to see it with his own eyes before he believed exactly how I explained it. So that was, this, that was the second game I wanted to talk about, and that was just my perspective for a game that Steve Hasty stole. <laughs> 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 because I put that on the group last night. <laughs> the, the, the great game robbery. OK, Mitch. I'm, I'm going yeah, I'm
3: I'm to call you on that one. Oh, I tell you what—it's what it's all about—it's scre- all about putting screenshots really out. When <laughs> 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 I mean, the dentist, look really white. <laughs> uh, Come on, the Mitch. Tell you the main—the main reason I doubted him was with a lad called Dave Cartman who used to be here in Dubai, and this is the man who asked one day, you know, man, him, the lad in the Bible who turned water into wine, oh, who they wrote the stories <laughs> about, who they wrote the stories <laughs> about what Jesus? Jesus is that who we are talking about? Yeah. Anyway. Um, I've got intelligent friends, you know. <laughs> my my next game's February '95, and and what got me thinking about this was actually something about terrorist culture and how we all are in football, particularly with with um, <laughs> connections to to, to big uh, sportswear manufacturers like Adidas, Puma. Wow. You know, at the time we were uh, wearing an iconic kit from wow. Adidas, and and for me. The first iconic kit from Adidas was Ipswich Town. That blue kit, pure blue, with the biggest trefoil I've ever seen put on a kit, ever. And, and that was one of those kits you wanted to earn, to own. As, as somebody who was, um, you know, a teenager growing up was in, in terrorist culture, you wanted to wear something that like had Adidas on it, and you wanted to wear it loud. And the, the, that Ipswich Town kit was the same, and then... We were probably the one that followed on. But what people don't realise about Adidas kits is that, you know the, the really iconic kit that both Holland and uh, the Soviet Union wore in Euro 88? That was actually called the Ipswich. There was a blue version of that that was designed for Ipswich. But they ended up not wearing it because they had a big falling out with Adidas an Admiral ended up making their centenary kit. That should have been Ipswich's centenary kit in blue. And it never was. But if you go back to the Adidas catalogues, it's called the Ipswich. And that's the, another connection between us and Ipswich that I see is this sort of connection with terrace culture, um, which for me, Ipswich is a strange place for that to happen. You know, Merseyside maybe, Manchester, Newcastle, London... Ipswich. You know Can I
0: just ask on behalf of the panel and everyone watching, mm. where do you get these stories from? <laughs> <laughs> <Do you see? laughs> a football strip? Yeah.
3: Okay. I used to collect them my probably. Anyway, so February ninety five, Ipswich Town Hill, Newcastle two. It's, um, it's probably still Three a May things board. I remember about that game. Sorry, George. Three things I remember <laughs> about that game. One, it was bloody cold. It was almost the coldest I've ever been at a game, bar uh, a game against Wimbledon in the Cup when the windows got put up the court. But that's another matter. Um, second, the other thing I remember about that game was Barry Venison. I think that was Barry Venison's first game as centre mid when he'd been moved from centre back, right back, and then he played centre mid, which is where he got his England cap. Everybody, you know, people people talk about Barry Venison and did he get a, get an England cap? Yeah, he did, but not as a defender. He played as centre mid. Um, and the other one I remember was was Paul Kitson. That was for me was the one that Paul Kitson proved that he was worth a place in the team. Um, I think he set up set up the opening goal for Rule Fox, and then then got the second himself. Um, apart from being so bloody cold at that game, that's the other things I remember about it. Um, and 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 again, it was it Ipswich is a strange place to get to. It's a it's a longer drive than everybody thinks. You go down that, down the country, but then you've got to go out a long way as well. It's yes. absolutely quick I get into London, you know. Um, but it was worth the trip that day, and worth the celebration, and worth the journey home, um, and worth all of the hot soup I could get my hands on at the services on the way home as well.
1: Brilliant stuff. Great stuff! Always good stories from you too, especially when you're on the yegas. Steve, over to you. <laughs>
0: It's cool.
2: That <laughs> um... rule, Fox goal, brings a little bit of not so much terrace culture as football culture, um, or it reminds me because uh, one of the it was an absolutely fantastic twenty-five-yard uh, shot, but it came from the, the 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 problem that that has existed in football for years and years, and and that's a fullback who cannot take a free kick. Get across in and beat his first man. And if you remember rightly, John Beresford took a free kick, slipped. It hit the first man, oh, and well, it went with the box and hammered it in from twenty-five yards. So, in that situation, well done, Bez. It was an excellent move. I'll give you that. But in reality, it was an absolutely shocking free kick. Um, right, right, Stewie. While, while you're pouring, I'll just, I'll just have a read of this uh, little text message. That you when you said you were going to do the uh, the the two games, you were going to do the two two uh, Houghton game. gonna not be entrapped, entrapped in and trapped. No, stairs. no, you're going to do the two two Houghton game promotion, and you were going to do the three one, not the three nil, the three one. Yeah. But you said it was at home, and because we because we beat them three, because we got beat three one in the away game, I thought that was yeah. the game you got going to talk about. So I was going to follow yeah. on from that, and I was. So that's where I'm going. Well, right. What it is, is because I was back 3-1, you got excited with the fact that we won 3-1. You I found felt, one won in the you back 3-1, you're you're back 3-1. but you never see who you're backing. I just think you put 3-1 yeah, down right. any win. So any unfortunately, win. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I've, I've picked I've picked the, the follow-on, the 3-1, uh, where we've got B3-1. Um, the, the reason I picked that one is, again, because of the We Are The Geordies film. That was one where Zara and the team got permission from the away uh, club to actually go and, and film inside the ground, which was very good. It, it happened a couple of times. It didn't happen every time. There was a few games that went to where they got knocked back. But on this particular one, um, if you remember, the game itself, well, we we'll this, this, we'll lost the game 3-1. Freddy she has scored... Uh, then I think that the we equalised uh, with uh, Murphy and then we ended up getting beat uh, uh, 3-1. But we'd only won two out of eight and that it was getting jittery at that particular point. And obviously the whole, everything that revolves around the film that would... That, the idea was that we we're gonna get promoted, we we're gonna win the league, all of that, the fairy tale story. And at this particular point, having had having won only two and eight, it started to get a little bit jittery. And I remember Zara was worried that, you know, we weren't gonna get the fairy tale ending, we were gonna have a disaster. We we're gonna turn into into something that that, that wasn't gonna be what we all wanted to watch. So it was it was a bit panicky. And Yes, we ended up, we were still, I mean, Brighton were way, way ahead. So we, we, and I think everybody thought that Brighton had won the league. And all we were doing was we we're hanging on for, for second place. Um, and we we're still, I think we we're still probably six or seven points clear of, of third place, which was Redden at the time. But Zora contact were after the game and she was already at Peterborough. And it was like, what you done? What's? How did you get to Peterborough so quick? And she goes... It looked like I wasn't going to get what I wanted, so I left early. I was just we're just scattered. And what they actually missed was the third goal going in. So we we'll, we'll missed that that. We'll at least she got Murphy's goal. She got the film that she wants. She got the interviews. with Because, it, let's face it, the whole idea of the film wasn't so much this. The, it was what was happening around the game and around the fixture. It was, you know... The, the, the journeys that people were making, the sacrifices people were making, the passion that people had for the football, which was the whole gist of the story. Um, but the, the the crew left early, and Sharang has and, and, and said that that uh, you know it was now getting panicky. Um, that's where things were heading, um, and I, I don't know about you because because it was Easter Monday as well, and. I got that feeling at that particular time and I think Rafa from his comments afterwards were also, you know, we didn't play well, we'd had a good good result against Leeds, but you know, the fact that we'd only won two out of eight games, which you know, when you look at it now, you know what, two out of twenty two or something. But it was two two out of eight and Rafa was angry and he was he wasn't happy and he was really, you know, having a go at the at the players and they've got to they've gotta pull themselves up. We've got this plan and they've they've got to really, you know, We've got it, we're going to fight for this, etc. etc. Totally different to what we're getting at the moment. Um, but that's just two different managerial styles, two different ways, probably two different leagues, you know, two different eras, if you want to look at it that way. Um, but but again, it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's that it's that difference that you have, and um, it's that passion. The passion was still there with among the fans, still traveling, and um, still getting. Getting to where they wanted to be, um, and and we, we went into the rest of the season, and, and we ended up getting the result we wanted. But uh, the very fact that that we were in that situation, and we thought we weren't gonna we weren't gonna make it, and it was it was real jitty bone time. Because I think if we hadn't have got promoted, um, that it would have been you know. It would have been a financially disastrous time for the football club. And and I mean okay, things haven't haven't gone to plan since then and, and, and Rafa leaving. But I think if Rafa had failed at that particular point, um I think we wouldn't have been as excited as we were. Uh, we wouldn't have had the passion um that we still have. I think things would have really, really hit the hit the rails at the football club um more than they are at the moment. So uh, that was my that was my third game uh, Ipswich got beat 3-1 but we managed to salvage it in the end in terms of the league and that that glorious end to the season Brilliant stuff, Michael
1: Finch, good evening Another Ipswich fan, he says I'm an Ipswich fan But obviously due to the Bobby Robson connection I've got a soft spot for you lot So happy today as we've been bought by an American consortium Hopefully we're on our way back Yeah, congratulations mate yeah. It's nice to see somebody can get a takeover done uh, <laughs> God, Keep keep praying for hours, for God's sake How many years um, have they been waiting? Yeah, meow. I, I I saw somebody post something on Twitter the day, lads. Um, it was that woman off the Titanic film going 84 years and waiting. I mean, it could you know, yeah. could well, could well be. Uh,
2: Ipswich have been waiting a fortnight.
1: All right, um, we're going to cram a lot into these final six minutes, lads I think we might end up in extra time But uh, as always, um, I'm going to come up with a few uh, photographs of uh, famous faces Uh, First of all, uh, celebrity fans Wasn't that many, and I think you'll get them all Uh, So we'll start with this guy Nigel Havers Nigel Havers Havers often plays the cad in uh, various TV shows Correct Griff jones Griff jones of course uh, yeah. One half of Mel, and, uh, Mel Smith & Jones Yeah Smith & Jones Great show And they used to be on Not the 9 o'clock news For those of you of have a certain vintage That was a great programme back in the day yeah. Started off with Rowan Atkinson yeah. And Pamela Stevenson
0: there you
5: go. Uh, Keith
1: Della. 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 Yes. Della The Darts player of course
4: Oh. Will Farrell Will yeah. Farrell There's only one thing wrong about that one Steve i I seen a picture of him on a Chelsea strip the other day That's uh, right Something else <laughs> Claim, it to Jones, be a Chelsea. Claim it to be a Chelsea fan This is <laughs> the problem with these
1: celebrity fans you see They just do it when they visit somewhere and they uh, You know they stick the shirt on, and like we've said it before with Arnold Schwarzenegger and and Rocky uh, Sylvester Stallone. um, But listen, they're down there on these on on these websites as fans. So
4: I think he happened to be in London for something, and probably holding to Stamford Bridge to wear his strip. I think probably, yeah, you're probably right. Okay, this is the last one.
3: Ed Sheeran
1: oh i knew you'd wow. get i knew i knew he'd get it yeah. <laughs> ed sheeran what a great yeah, picture <laughs> uh, well, we well, often we often we often show he probably did his teeth when he was a kid um We've got to always make sure a photo of the ground. Uh, there we go, Portman Road. Um, one, I've been to that one as well. There's not many grounds I haven't been to, to be perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, there it is. And uh, just just for the Ipswich fans as well, we do have uh, we do have our own uh, Bobby Robson statue. You've got yours, but there's some Ipswich town fans outside the one at uh, St James's. I've got to say, I much prefer the one uh, at Ipswich's ground compared to. Wow, it's only just mine, but look. They're both a testament to a fantastic guy Who did a lot for both clubs And, uh, you know, always Always, um, you know, remembered fondly Amongst both sets of supporters
2: Didn't didn't a lot of their their players act as uh, extras In uh, Escape for the Victory Yes uh, yes. Yes, I think Paul Paul, Paul, Paul 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 Actually stepped in for um, for Sylvester Stallone in goal, actually I think he was The keeper's the one one who had his arm broken
3: broken Against Sylvester Stallone, you know Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah that's right, and yeah. I, and I think obviously there was like John Walker, I remember seeing him. Uh, he was he was definitely in in one of one of the characters. But I think there was quite mm-hmm. a lot of the the pitch players uh, made it. Yeah. I think why I, I don't know. I don't know what the it's connection. Was the like. two Dutch lads as well. Do you know yeah. why that is? There was Tyson and Muren. Uh, Arnold
0: Tyson and uh, Frank Muren. Yeah, they the have uh, been with one of the players, uh, some one of the actors,
2: and yeah. they got
0: invited just to be extras and. The rest is yeah.
2: history, as I said. I think mean, Kevin Beatty, uh, didn't he? Kevin Beattie covered for um, for Michael Caine and some of the action shots. Might be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't know, was... Steve.
0: I'm only 30. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you said 47 for no, the benefit no, tomorrow, of the tape no, earlier no. on.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, okay, Steve, here we go. Steve, can can,
4: the... I, can <laughs> I give a chance for, for another Jody connection? It's never been mentioned tonight, and I'm surprised. John Edward Thompson Milburn. Uh, well,
5: hold on, hold on. You're jumping the gun a bit, George. You're oh, okay, jumping the gun a bit because okay. okay, we haven't, okay. we haven't
1: got, we haven't gone past the, uh, we haven't gone past the players or managers that were at both teams yet. So there right, we go. Right, right. So we'll start because you've let the cat out of the bag with, <laughs> War Jackie, Jackie
0: Milburn. Jackie. Jackie. So of well, course,
4: yeah, well, he was yes, a manager, wasn't he? Well, yes. he gets a lot of credit for setting up their scouting system, <laughs> their boot system. And their new training facilities. Somebody has picked it up, yes, but he gets a lot of credit for starting it off. Okay, good stuff.
1: Easy, easy, easy these ones today, but um, here's another man who we've All mentioned Bobby. already Bobby. So, Bobby, of course.
5: Yeah. Goddard. Goddard. Oh, Goddard.
1: Uh, oh, Goddard. yeah. One of my favourite players at Newcastle as, a, as an ADS yeah, supporter. Too. Andros
5: Townsend. Just Townsend. Andros. And Ross
1: Townsend, yeah, another Ipswich, Ipswich legend from the northeast.
2: That's uh, Alan, Armstrong. Alan Armstrong. Alan Armstrong got a fantastic. Boys
1: with him. Got a fantastic football academy up here. Good, good lad, um, yeah. Alan. be nice to get him on the show at some point.
2: I think we sat. With I was him at
0: Newcastle Boys Man. with him, Steve. And Were I you? can't believe. He, yeah, and I can't believe he's forty-seven when I'm thirty. So, <laughs> <I don't know.
4: laughs> Take this
0: Bramble. Take
4: this Bramble. No, take take
2: Bramble. this. He said no. Kieran Dyer. Kieran Dyer. Kieran. Yeah. That's Murphy. That's oh, <laughs>
4: Murphy. Barry oh, Murphy, oh, Murphy, yeah. Murphy. Michael Chopra. Chopra.
3: See.
4: Dab his ass. Cookie. Yes. the Coochie. Oh, coochie. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Coochie. Coochie. Two. Charlie Woods. Mentioned earlier by
1: George.
0: Yep, well
3: done, George. Darren Ambrose.
4: Ambrose. Ambrose, yeah. We'll get
3: them quicker ben ben Keely. Keely. Yeah, Keeney.
5: Jack Colback
1: That's yeah. it. Clean sweep for the lads. Not yeah. managed to trick them this week. Um well done, lads. Congratulations. Um, okay. It's time to pick your teams. Steve,
0: Steve, Steve, sorry. Can I just mention? You know, every week I complain I don't get to see the <laughs> captions beforehand.
3: Uh huh. I have a witness. That's no, true. They, they were late on all the nights his phone. I think it's slightly. I mind. think
1: it's just obviously a slight delay. delay. Obviously a slight delay between um, between well, you and, and getting them. But uh, never mind. Uh, we'll we'll go to you guys first. I do I, <laughs> <laughs> I pay my bill, So how does he get them quicker? <laughs> Over to you then Over to you You can have your first
3: um, You can have the first Pop at the team's lads Go on So goalkeeper is Michael Burns Not Mickey Burns It's the other Michael Burns Couldn't find another Keeper at all not My really. back four is Danny Simpson Titus Bramble Glenn Keeley And Colback at left back I've gone for a Midfield three Dyer Boyer And Ambrose Which could be interesting And then up front I've gone with Paul Goddard Alex Matthew and Jackie Milburn, I know he didn't play for Epswich, but he managed him and I wanted to get him in. And Obviously, there's only one manager that can go with both teams, and that's the Bobby.
0: Okay, good stuff. Are you going 1-1, Stu, as well?
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll do, mate.
0: Uh, I picked the team because I thought there was loads of choices, and then I got to the goalkeeper. and I really had never heard of it, so I asked Mitch, and... The statue of historian. Give me that Michael Burton, so I've got him in goal. I have a back three because my favourite formation is three four three of Daddy Simpson, Steven Taylor, and Titus Bravel. That's not my favourite back three, but it was like the formation. A uh, midfield four of Townsend. I've dropped Boyer for a reason I'll explain later. Townsend, Dyer, and Ambrose. To have a front three, so I went actually that's that's actually that's a three sorry Townsend, Dyer, and Ambrose to have a front three of uh Matthew, Goddard and Jackie Milburn. You have to have Jackie Milburn and it's only to be fair. So that's that's where I am now. And anyone who supports Newcastle or Ipswich, it's really good to see Ipswich fans watching this today and Appreciate the, the fact that they're viewing And hopefully we'll see them in two seasons When they're coming up Rather than us meeting them halfway Or going that way it would be good to see them again In a couple of years time But that was that was my team There was a few shows with Murphy and Coochie and everything else But that was my team Yep,
1: yeah, okay uh, Steve Hastie
2: I stuck Burns because he was the only keeper I could have I went with a back three <laughs> uh, Of Simpson, Taylor and Bramble I put uh, Dyer, Ambrose, Colbach And uh, Townsend in the midfield And I had a front three Stroke one-two uh, With Goddard uh, Alex Mathy and Murphy Great stuff
4: Steve Okay, uh, George um, Same thing with the goalkeeper There just wasn't anybody else uh, he has an old fashioned setup. Two uh, Danny Simpson, three Glenn Keighley, uh, four uh, Jack Colback, five Titus Bramble, six uh, Lee Bowyer, seven Bell, eight Ambrose, uh, nine Goddard, uh, ten Charlie Woods, and eleven Andrus Townsend. Manager uh, Bobby Robson, assistant manager Jackie Milburn. Fantastic. Great to see War Jackie
1: oh, featuring. Really and uh Steve Wilkinson, last but by no means least over to you, pal. Yes,
5: uh Michael Burns and Goal. Um t- took a lot of finding that. Uh the back, Danny Simpson, Stephen Taylor, Titus Bramble. I put Jack Colback on the left fullback. I think he played there a couple of times. Midfield, I thought just for a for, for the fight, Kevin Dyer and Lee Boyer. Um <laughs> Wy, <White, laughs> Anders Townsend, and I put Ryan Fraser in, EP was there for a while. And up front, I've got Paul Goddard and Leon Best. I don't think he's been mentioned with anybody else. Uh, And uh, Bobby Bobby Robson, manager.
1: Fantastic. Great stuff, lads. Uh, we went well into extra time, uh, which is uh, fine for the viewers. They've all enjoyed it. Great to see so many people watching tonight. They're probably the highest watched one um, of the lot. Luton Town next week, of course. So, uh, same time, same place. Wednesday night, 6 o'clock. Join me, George, Steve Wilkinson, Stu, Mitch, and Steve Hasty uh, for that one. I'm back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock till 7, with Super Mac and Gibbo looking ahead to uh, the weekend's fixture. And uh, then the three amigos will be back on Friday night. Stew, Mitch, good luck on your mission tonight, lads. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. What don't thing, do anything. Don't do anything. George wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, George, George, George had him do, do, you, do you know how many Thai massage parlors There are here in Dubai <laughs> No. It means, it means, it means,
1: right.
3: Christ That'll be That'll be made into That'll be made into
1: A meme and circulating On Twitter In the next 10 minutes I'm sure Take care lads Good night yes, Keep nice, us a yes, Good night everybody yes, Good night Good
3: night Good night, Good night. <laughs>
0: Talking to myself again, but it's the only way you're ever gonna learn your life.